Hello and welcome to Story Guts. This is where we explore what the stories we tell tell about us. I'm Molly Curran. And I'm Alice Lai. Thanks for listening. Um, what if one time I just started being like, what's up, bitches? This is Story Guts, ready to get raw and radical with you. Ugh. I mean, you, you can don't try like that one? We can try it. Like, I mean, you're, <laughs> you're, I've turned over the goal of, like, announcing our podcast to you. So if you want to be like, hey, this is Story Guts. It's time to really uh, get in touch with your inner gut. I don't know. Yeah, we're going to get up in that esophagus of literature. <laughs> Aw, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, anyway, so how have you been, Alice? I've been good. I've been, I like I, I mentioned, I've been fighting off this horrible cold the last two weeks. But I seem to recall that you were doing something more fun. Well, yes, thank you for asking. Um, so last week was spring break. Spring break is a strong word. Winter break, mid midterm break. Okay. Um, it's the it was the first week of March, so literally not even spring it yet. It could be. I mean, March is spring. Like ask no, any March kindergartner. March twenty first is spring. Ask any kindergarten, and there'll be end of March is okay. spring. Mm. Okay. But, and sometimes it's the last week of February. This week it was a little later than usual. But regardless, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, so it was spring break, and um, me and two of my housemates, we are all graduate students. We all just finished our um, prelims, like qualifying exams. We're basically exhausted. So we're like, let's go to Florida. Um, so we did. We went to Florida. And we went for the sunshine, and we went for the warmth, and we went because my mom's there. But mostly we went so that we could go to Universal Studios and experience the wizarding world of Harry Potter. So is it like Westworld, but with Harry Potter? Less murder. Less murder. <laughs> less I've, murder. I've heard Some so... Some murder, but less. <laughs> Wait, not non No, there's no murder. murder. Oh, I, I thought like uh, maybe like a house elf gets killed, like symbolically, like an animatronic house elf, like an animatronic Dobby dies for you. No. Okay. Just Thankfully, just, that disturbing shit does not happen. I was, you know, the funny thing is I've heard so much about like Harry Potter, Wizarding World of Harry Potter and how like dope it is. So I really want you to dish. Okay. On, like, what is it? What, what, like, what, do they, how do they present the experience? Okay. It is really dope. Um, like <laughs> Lives it lives up is. to the hype. So there are two main areas, um, and they're in two different parks. So Universal Studios, I learned, is three different parks, and you have to pay separately to get into each of those three parks. Wait, so there's two Wizarding Worlds, and they each have their own ticket? Yes. That's bullshit. One of them, one of them is the Hogsmeade and Hogwarts <gasps> portion, Wait. and one is Diagon Alley. Okay. Hmm. Um, and if you you can buy a even more expensive ticket, that's like a called a ticket to ticket or sorry park to park ticket. Uh-huh. Um, and if you do that, then you get to take the Hogwarts Express from one to the other. We didn't do that because that's real bullshit. That's yeah, not worth spending money on. But um, so we kind of did things in a weird order. So we did Hogsmeade first. Um, 
And Hogsmeade was fine. Like, Hogsmeade was cute. They they had, um, you know, they had, like, the front end of a Hogwarts Express that you could stand by. And there was, like, a man, like, a British man. Well, a man mm-hmm. with a British accent who <laughs> was dressed as, like, the conductor. And you could take pictures with him. And, um, and they have all these, like, storefronts that are, um, like, maybe a third of them are, are real. And the other ones are, like, fake stores that are closed Mm -hmm. but they're all really cool like the the the, like window dressing and everything on them is really really neat um yeah so what's the chronology on this like is this like the post harry potter books where like the um fred and george have opened up their wizarding wheezes yes but that's in diagon alley oh yes okay okay um so yeah so hogsmeade there's um, it, but it's smaller. It's definitely smaller. Um, you kind of walk in. There's one main sort of street of it. Um, the the buildings are smaller. Like, it's not immersive. Um, and mm-hmm. also, there's fake snow on the huh. on the rooftops. And what... that really threw me out of it. Because I'm like, okay, I do know still that I'm in Florida. So, right. um, yeah, that I didn't love that. Um, so, was it like a tiny town? Like, would you say it was, it's like... Hmm. Like within a mall? Like like you used to say like it's like oh, okay, like I'm It'd be more like um like a couple of blocks of Main Street in Ann Arbor. Okay. You know, with mm-hmm. different shops and stuff. Oh, that's so like kind, imagine that's imagine cool. the like a, a Main Street of a sort of smallish college town and where it's just kind of like shops and like eateries and mm-hmm. sort of um, a variety of things That's like pretty, that. Okay, so like a few blocks of like of like a down like suburban-y downtown area with like that's walkable. Yes, yeah, it's it's you're just walking and um, the the street's quite wide. They they also have um, carts and stuff set up selling butter beer and other beverages. Of course, always butter beer. Um, which I did have butter beer. Was any good? Better than expected. So I had cold butter beer. Uh huh. Um. It was basically cream soda with a sort of layer of butterscotch flavored um, cream, like a sort of like foam. It was thicker than foam. Oh, I see. Um, hmm. Okay, I'll, I'll accept like not that. like a foam, not like foam on a latte, like foam, like whipped cream. More that consistency, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it tasted really good, and the the foam, <laughs> and, um, but I couldn't. It was so sweet. I could only drink like. Sounds like a sugar bomb. A very small amount of it. Um, yeah, and so like the the main attractions for me in Hogsmeade were Honeydukes, which is the sweet shop. Mm-hmm. Um, so adorable. Um, yeah. Their their whole like the building and the logo and all of it, I really liked. How, I actually got a mug with the Honeydukes logo because I enjoyed it so much. How many small kids to adults would you say is the, like the ratio there? There were a lot of both, and mm-hmm. a lot of both who were excited. Okay, um, that's good. There were definitely places, or there were definitely times when I saw, like, parents who were more excited than their children, mm-hmm. but there were also tons of little kids all dressed up in wizard robes and yeah, bunch the whole of thing, nerds. and then tons of people our age, like, you know, tons of millennials. <laughs> bunch like, of nerds. Also often dressed up in of wizard course, robes. Of course, of um, course. Which would have been me about, like, three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so the, so that's Hogsmeade, and then you can sort of walk from Hogsmeade to 
Hogwarts. Importantly, via underground tunnel. No, connect- no, hmm. no. It's it's like a few steps away. Okay. So tragically, no. And they don't have like a whomping willow either. I mean, I don't know how they would do that, but so you oh yeah. There's, so they don't have a shrieking shack. Do they, they don't have a shrieking shack. No. Okay. Oh man, that'd be awesome. But they don't. Um, I bet. I bet they tore it down after they found out that like Voldemort was hanging out in there. Mm, probably. Honestly, they might build it. Apparently, they're constantly adding things. Oh, okay. Still, so, that's awesome. Yeah, still, and changing out the rides and stuff. So when I was there, the rides there was like a, a like small, you know, like children's roller coaster, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. or like. I still didn't go on it. It's called Flight of the Hippogriff or something like that. Of course. But it was just, it was like a, it was like a relatively small roller coaster. Mm-hmm. I don't think it went upside down or anything like that. And then <laughs> inside right. Hogwarts, they had the coolest ride. It was so neat. Um, so you get in this long line, like literally we waited like an hour and a half and that was like not that bad of a wait. Always. Um, but you get to go through Hogwarts as you're waiting. So you oh, don't see everything, good. but you see like quite a, you see like different hallways filled with portraits and they have moving portraits that talk. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to see like the fat lady portrait. Of course. Um, you get to go into the Defense Against the Dark Arts classroom. You go into Dumbledore's office. Where he died. Um, yep. And you, and there's like sort of a story happening along the way. So like, so, a, like hmm. So you're you're kind of being told this story about how um, you need to help out with something, um, uh-huh. and they did a really good job of just kind of uh, like the the dialogue would change up, like you'd kind of hear the same thing over and over again if you were stuck in a room for a while, but the dialogue like it would change. Okay, you'd have maybe nice. three different versions of it or something like that, um, and like in one room. Uh, Hermione does a spell, and while I was in there, like, fake snow fell down, but then later there was, like, fake lightning. So, you know, they had, like, different variations. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally you get to go on the ride, and the ride is, um, you're sort of, like, sitting in it, your feet are hanging loose, um, <laughs> and it's one of those ones where... I don't know how much you're actually moving around. Like, it feels in your chair like you're just fucking flying <laughs> everywhere. Uh-huh. Um, and they put on, like, a video type thing, you know? Oh, okay. So one of those, like, okay, like, okay. Like, the ones that shake. Is it, like, the one we went to in New Zealand? where like we... way cooler. Like, okay. way more <laughs> we way, are... way more believable. Okay. Um, and so you're, like, flying. You're, like, it's like you're flying up and then you're flying, like, down over basically you just get to go through all of hogwarts like over the grounds you like Mm -hmm. dive over the quidditch pitch like screaming you go through the forbidden forest yeah um you know and then there's like a dementor that comes after you and there's a dragon that breathes on you and they like build in real world effects too Mm -hmm. so like when you get the dragon there's like a real dragon's head that well not there's like a (laughs) dragon's head that comes out and like breathes on you and you feel the hot air on you yeah and there's, like, spiders, and at one point you, like, when you get the spiders, you get, like, dripped on by something, and it's uh-huh. supposed to be their venom. Everyone loves water. that. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was it was, it was was awesome. It was a really cool ride, I thought. <laughs> okay. Um, and that was sort of the rides that we went on. Most of them were of that sort, like, that sort of, like, immersive um, storytelling-based ride. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty much Hogsmeade. Like, yeah. It was cool. And then, like, obviously, I guess I didn't make this clear, but, like, all of the shops are just filled with things to buy. Of course. Yeah. So it's all Harry Potter merchandise. 
you know, so in Honeydukes, like, they, they had food and candy, and you could go through and buy, like, pumpkin pasties, pasties, whatever. Right. And Which is to cover up the cakes. indecent pumpkins. And, uh, you know, the different kinds of desserts that they have. Um, but then they also have chocolate frogs, all, all that stuff. Um, but then they've got just, like, tons of shops that are just filled with merchandise, T-shirts, and Quidditch robes, and wands, wands everywhere. And... Right, I was going to say, did you get, like, a... Okay, so you're talking about Hogsmeade, because I hear, like, you know, you get your, like, custom okay. wand in Diagon Alley. Unless they yeah. stop doing that. Huh? No, they, no, no. Well, they don't do it for everybody. Oh, but, um, that's how they so, get okay. you. So then Diagon Alley. Di- okay, so Hogsmeade is on the part in the park called Islands of Adventure, which also has, um, what else does it have? It has, like, um, there's, like, a Dr. Seuss world, mm, Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. th- like, a Marvel area. Um, so, like, a variety of things. Um but obviously we spend the most time at the hot Right, you were there um, for a Harry Potter. Right. I mean, the other things were, well, not so much in that park, but elsewhere there were other, like, pretty interesting things. Um, so the Diagon Alley London portion is in um, Universal Studios, mm-hmm. that park, which is huge um, and has, like, a Simpsons world. Mm. It has a SpongeBob world. Okay. It's got, um, like, an old Hollywood. It's got a San Francisco. It's, okay, there's San Francisco there. Strange, but i It's got I'll a New York. Allow it. Because it, was, because it was Mardi Gras when we were there, it also had a French Quarter. Of course. Got it. Um, okay. So it was just, like, a really bizarre range of things. Uh-huh. Um, oh, of course they had Minions. Like, Minions World. Huh, okay. There was, like, a big Shrek area. Not a big Shrek. I thought there would be a bigger Shrek area. Not Shrek is old, though. That's, like, they're not doing Shrek anymore. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Shrek is canceled. Shrek is canceled. <laughs> Cancel culture. <laughs> Cancel Shrek. Um, But, okay, but Diagon Alley is by far the coolest thing in, mm-hmm. um, in this area. And... Basically, what it is is you go and you're sort of in a London. You walk through San Francisco and then you're in a sort of London okay. portion. Okay, San Francisco makes sense. And uh, yeah, I'll have to show you pictures. It's like they do like a. F- it's supposed to be Fisherman's Wharf, and it's on water, um, and All they have the- like seafood places and stuff. Okay. All eat. the wizards moved out of San Francisco when the rent started getting too high. Yeah. Um, so you walk through San Francisco, then you get to the sort of like London portion um, where you're on Grimold Place, mm-hmm. um, which you may recall is where Sirius Black's house oh, is. Oh, yes. Yeah. Grimold okay. Place. The secret one. Um, so you can take a picture in front of, you know, his house or the front cool, of his house. I think. Um, but then they've also got a night's bus or, the, you know, the night bus. Mm-hmm. And... I thought this would be super stupid, and it kind of was, but I loved it. We went up to the night bus driver, who was uh-huh. the or conductor or whatever he is, who was there. And I don't know if you remember in the movie or you saw the third movie. I didn't watch the movies. That's the big problem with this good one. Good God. Okay, it's very movie-based. The whole thing is very movie-based. Right. So in the movies, there's a very bizarre thing that happens on the night bus where the the sort of guy on the night bus he's not the driver he's the 
I forget. Conductor? Um, yeah, the conductor, we'll call him. Um, he has this, like, bizarre conversation with a shrunken head that has, okay. like, a... And the shrunken head, like, makes sort of, like, snarky comments and has, like, some kind of Caribbean accent. Oh, cool. Love it. Yeah. Love lots it. Of, Love lots it. of, lots que- of, all kinds of questions. Love that one. Love that part. But here's what I'll say. <laughs> you go up, you, you you can take a picture with the, the night bus conductor, you, uh, and he'll talk to you, and he has a British accent, um... And the head, there's a, the shrunken heads there. Cool. And he also makes comments. Um, and they must have a video feed or something because he makes specific comments. Do you think it's like ventriloquism? I don't think it's ventriloquism. Okay. I think there's a video feed and a microphone. Oh, all right. Um, because, because, so I went up and I was wearing like a, a tank top. Yeah. Um, and so part of my tattoo was exposed and so I walked up, and the knight was like, oh, what's your name? And I'm like, I'm Molly. And he's like, oh, hi, Molly. And then the shrunken head behind me is, goes, oh, Molly, you've got more ink than the Daily Prophet. Hmm. And I'm like, sure, these are just lines that they have. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like, it, it was specific to me. It said my name. Um, and then Becky, who was with, with me, she had a Taylor Swift shirt on with a snake on it. Uh-huh. And the night bus guy was like, Oh, a snake. Are you a Slytherin? And she's like, no, it's actually for Taylor Swift. He's like, hmm, Taylor Swift. Never heard of her. Must be a muggle thing. And then the head, like, made a joke about how, like, hmm, Swift, like, uh, moving swiftly to our destination. Success or whatever. Yeah. Sounds like a Slytherin trait or something like that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So it was like, I think it was just, like, delightful to me because it was so unexpected, like, Mm -hmm. that they went kind of that extra step. Yeah. Um, because I just kind of thought, okay, it'd be like, the, when you took the picture with the, the Hogsmeade conductor guy, like, he was just like, oh, hello. And I was like, hello. And then we took the picture and left. So, like, uh-huh. they kind of had this conversation and they made jokes and stuff was really fun. Diagon Alley is the better paid portion of the of the park? Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you get to go into Di- Diagon Alley after that. And so you go walk through this, like, brick wall thing. And then what's really cool is you're just, like, completely in it like you can't see out like the buildings are tall everything so you can't see anything outside of it's like a truman show sky dome i mean there's not a dome over you it's just tall (laughs) enough that you can't see Uh um you know you can't see san francisco anymore (laughs) (laughs) or new york Um, you know you can't even see any of the tall like the roller coaster or anything Mm -hmm. which they have that's pretty that's pretty interesting um so it is super immersive and when you go in there like they've got all your like all your classic shops, um, many of them open. They didn't have. I was hoping they would have like a Flourish and Blotz or the bookstore maybe open, mm. and they didn't. Um, Seems like a but, missing. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know, but they had um, they had the Leaky Cauldron where we had lunch. They don't have a vegetarian option on the menu, but if you ask, they'll give you the vegetable platter. Uh, which actually tasted surprisingly good. That's good. I was going to say, wizards don't believe in vegetarianism. They're about like... Well, it's just, uh, it's pub food is the 120 thing. years behind us. Um, also, they had an amazing lemonade. It had a whole lemon in it. <laughs> <laughs> wizards didn't believe in cutting a lemon in half? Okay, like... it was cut in half, but it was in the... It was in oh, the okay, cup. okay. I was like, if you, if you don't pierce the lemon, 
it doesn't do anything uh, for But it you. tasted really good. I'm kind of a lemonade snob, mm-hmm. and it was very good lemonade, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, but, okay, so the Leaky Cauldron, they've got uh, Weasley's Wizard Wheezes. They've got Madame Malkin's, where they sell... Um, you know, robes, Hogwarts robes and okay. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Hermione's, well, again, you haven't seen the movie, Hermione's dress in the fourth movie. They were fucking selling that everywhere. It's not a very attractive dress. Damn. It looks extremely cheap in person, and it costs a lot of money. Oh, is, it, is it like that, like, filmy, fake, like... Yeah, and it's, mature, like, poorly... Like it's poorly sewn together. I don't. I would not recommend anybody buy mm. it. Um, but the robes were very nice. Um, I didn't get any, obviously, but um, they were very nice. <laughs> And so they kind of had all those classic shops. They had um, a, a like menagerie, magical menagerie, where they had stuffed animals of lots of different like oh, magical cute. creatures. And they had like a stuffed Hedwig and a stuffed um, three-headed dog. And do they have Thestrals? Like a, a place labeled like Thestrals? That's like I did not see s- any Thestrals. Of course, nor did they have a because. Yeah. Because I've never mm-hmm. known death. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, oh, and they had Florian Fortescue's ice cream parlor. I don't know if you remember this from the books, but they like r- regularly when they go to Diagon Alley, they mention going to this ice cream parlor and okay. they have it and it's a real ice cream parlor and it's fucking delicious. <laughs> Oh, come on. I'm oh, sorry man. to taunt you like this, but it was some of the best ice cream I've ever had in Better my life. Better than like Byright or Salt and Straw or? Uh, well, I don't know if I've had Salt and Straw. Um, okay, here's the thing. The flavors that they, one of the flavors they had was um, Earl Grey Lavender, which is just my shit. Like, that's just my okay. shit. Okay. And then the other one that I got was um, Sticky Toffee Pudding, I think. Mm-hmm. And the ice cream was, like, it wasn't, like, soft serve. It was, like, real ice cream. Yeah. But it was, the texture was phenomenal. Like, it was so smooth. Mm. Um, I mean, I would mm. say, like, the best of buy right. Like, it's comparable. Okay. Um, okay. Or, like, I went to this really good ice cream place when I was in Paris that's comparable. But, like, mm. for instance, my local <laughs> ice cream place that I like quite a lot is... Um, blank, it's called Blank Slate. And they've got delicious flavors. But, like... The texture of their ice cream has never, like, especially impressed mm-hmm. me. Um, it's good, but it's not great. This place, great. Um, full, full marks. So, yeah, I was, okay, let's put it this way. I got a waffle cone with two scoops, and I ate the whole thing. That's, uh-huh. like, unprecedented for me. Um, so, okay. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I just feel like I'm just, like, yammering on. Um, but the other... Okay, two two more things I'll I'll point out. One other thing, they have um, a Nocturne Alley. Okay, cool. So it's like they only have one shop in it, Borgen and Burks. Of course, um, yeah. But you like do go into this like very sort of like dark dark alleyway, and then there's this very dark shop, and it's got sort of like more spooky mer- merchandise. It's where they sell their like Death Eater merchandise. Oh yeah, um, for if you really want to be a fascist. Yeah. Uh, um, you're like, I want this hate symbol on my T-shirt. Do they have any, like, flow control? Because, like, I can imagine, like, you know... Absolutely that's... not. Okay, so, like, it might be filled with people, and you're like, well, it is kind of spooky, but there's, like... Yeah, but it's... there were not that many... It seemed like people didn't quite know... Like, they didn't quite know it was there. They weren't going that way very often. Hmm. Um, 
So it was not that crowded when I went through it, um, okay. through that part. Um, uh, they had like a Quidditch supply shop. Um, oh, of course, they had Ollivanders. Mm-hmm. Um, so at Ollivanders, you can sort of do this thing. You can just kind of go into the Ollivander shop and they've got like wands out the wazoo and you can look through them. It was packed. Like we were of in Ollivanders for like two seconds because it was so packed. Uh-huh. Um, but you can also go on, um, they have like a show that they do where you go oh. see a wand, a sort of like wand choosing. Um and they've got this, like, old, at least when we were there, they had this, like, old Scottish man. Or, again, man with a Scottish accent. Not <laughs> Um His accent was extremely thick and hard to understand. Okay. And, um, and he's, like, the, the wand, you know, the he's wand like... maker or whatever. And he selects somebody from the crowd mm-hmm. and helps them pick a wand. Um, and he, like, gives them different wands and then... You know, like, different things happen, like, flowers wilt, or, like, um, you know, bolt of light, or, like, there's thunder, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and and it's, like, I mean, it's really fun for the kids, I think. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, it's fun to watch, but for the kids, I'm sure it's, like, very exciting. Um, although the girl <laughs> who got selected, she seemed so... Uh, she was very shy. Um and then, you know, and then they end it. I bet you every single time they give you fucking Harry Potter's wand or they give you a wand with a phoenix feather inside mm-hmm. because that's what she got. Um, that but, makes sense. And then they're like, okay, and now, you know, now our our assistant will tell you about your options. And that's basically when they try to convince you to buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you're just kind of let back into the store and um, you can look at wands and buy one if you want. Um and they have a mix of character wands and then, like, original wands or whatever. Generic. Not generic, right. but, like, Like, you, you really have to... Wands. You want to be unique. Like, you're yeah. like, well, I'm not, like... Uh... But if you really do want to be unique, I have a wand hookup. Well, not really a hookup, but I know who you That's should go right. to. Because um, a friend of mine's mother actually carves Harry Potter wands, um, like, herself On, from like what Etsy, they're beautiful. Right? She's on Etsy. Um she's like a really cool person and she'll do both character wands and original wands um where does she get the phoenix feathers ah hmm. Mm. that's a secret best left untold (laughs) just really cooking down a phoenix (laughs) yeah so then i think the only other major thing is gringotts bank oh Um, okay so gringotts bank is where the big ride is in um in diagon alley Um, and so again, similar to with Hogwarts, you wait in line. When you're in the line, you get to go through the bank. Um, you see all these like animatronic goblin, goblins, Uh Um, goblins. Yeah. Mm. And it it was fine. Um, I mean, it's kind (laughs) of cool. The animatronic goblins got me because I, at first I thought they were very real, (laughs) realistic, (laughs) except for like when they're moving, there was something like a little little too mechanic about their movement, but like. The, the the effects on the face and stuff were good. Um, and then you go on a, um, like a sort of like cart? a roller coaster. Again, like not a big roller coaster, but like a roller coaster. So it's sort of like the, um, you know, the ride you take in the cart. Or the yeah. ride that Harry takes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, except that during this time, like Voldemort and Bellatrix are trying to kill you because you have something they want. And for some reason... 
Bill Weasley is there trying to protect you. And then there's a dragon and the oh. dragon flies out through the top of the roof. And then, right. um, of course, on top of Gringotts, like for real, when you're standing in Diagon Alley and you like look at Gringotts, there's a big ass dragon on top that does breathe fire every 10 minutes. <laughs> That's ridiculous. And it like breathes fire. Like you feel the heat. Real fire. Um, And they had, they just had a lot of different effects like that um, to like you know, make the magic feel real. So if you bought a wand, um, which again, I did not, but I watched plenty of children and adults doing this. So I know that it was a thing. <laughs> if you buy a wand, um, some of the wands, like the more expensive ones, um, they are like interactive with the park. And so you really? can like do certain motions in certain places. They have little like labels telling you where to go and you do a certain motion and you can make something happen. So like water will start coming out of a fountain or... Um, you know, like up in a window, something will start moving. Um, that seems a little cruel. <laughs> like, like because kids will think magic's real. Yeah. Trust me, those, those little children sat there for so it was not very responsive. They just sat there for like ages, making the same gesture over and over and over okay. again until someone came over who like worked at the park to help them. I don't think they were uh, fooled? too terribly fooled. Okay. Um, no, they're totally were though. Kids are like, kids have oh, a let them, tremendous. Let them believe in magic a little longer. Uh, okay. Well, well. Okay. Um, I mean, if you're lying to them about Santa Claus, you can lie to them about right. magic. I, I was gonna bring up Santa Claus, but I wasn't sure. I um, mean, you know, I'm a little like I'm I'm not in favor of lying to your kids about Santa Claus, but but everyone but, is so. But everyone is. I don't Harry raise Potter. children, and I don't plan to. So you do you. Yeah. Um. Tell them that penguins are real. <laughs> <laughs> Not by. Um, so, okay. So that was all very long-winded. But that was all to say, like, Harry Potter world, it's still there. It's still very, very popular. Um, like, we, we were apparently, we went on the early end of the busy season. And we also went first thing in the morning. And it was still wild. Like, really hectic. And, yeah. um... I we left the part we left Diagon Alley um, after lunch so around one, and then I came back for a minute at like fourish to mm -hmm. um, buy my souvenirs because I it took me a while to decide what I wanted, um, so to buy my souvenirs and when I was there at like four it was I mean the the street so it's multiple streets by the way I didn't mm -hmm. I don't think I said that um, so it's like you can go maybe two or three streets you can go down yeah um, they're all connected but um. The street in front of Gringotts, oh my god, packed with people, every single one with their phone up, waiting for the dragon to breathe fire so they could uh -huh. get the money shot. Right. And I was like, guys, <laughs> it's going to happen again in 10 minutes. Like, calm down. Um, But since That's I was wild. stuck there because I couldn't move through, I took a picture too. Yeah. Okay. So. So I was know. part of the problem. Every, no, no, I think I think everyone kind of had the same attitude. They were yeah. like, well, you know, it's going to happen again, but... Um, um, so, yeah, it seems like – and, like, one thing I wasn't sure of going in was, are kids still reading or watching Harry Potter? Like, are kids still into it? And I got my answer, like, yes, they are. They, they uh -huh. definitely are. Um, adults, for sure. Millennial – I mean, we're adults, but, you know, like, older adults and mm -hmm. millennials, absolutely. We met this, like, old woman there, um, an older woman who was dressed in full wizard regalia. Damn. Um, 
and carrying around a Dobby doll that was dressed up for Mardi Gras, Ugh, which okay. I hate Dobby, I... as you know, but the Mardi Gras actually really improved him. Okay, um, I was going to say a, a Dobby doll dressed up for Mardi Gras sounds like... Well, I feel like it reminded me of the Dobby Ugh. chandelier video. Oh, God. How is that a positive thing, though? I think it's hilarious. Oh, God. Okay, anyway. So this older woman, she's sitting next to us in Leaky Cauldron. um, And she's apparently been to the park like 20 times. Mm -hmm. um, And she just says she spends all her time and money there. (laughs) Um, So wide range, but lots, lots of little kids. Lots of kids um, in in cloaks with wands um, really getting into it and... um, all, all kind, all kinds of like ages and yeah. So it was Harry Potter, still popular. I don't know if it's the books or the movies or both. Um, that's yeah. That's again, a good the park question. is very, very centered around the movies. Um, everything, the designs and everything are based on the movies, um, which does, is kind of it's fine, but it does feel like if you're a fan of the books, you would end up watching the movies, whereas if you are a fan of the movies, you might not necessarily read the books. I think that's probably true. Yeah, so... Um, and and I think, like, you can enjoy the park even if you haven't seen the movies. Yeah, Because it sure. is, like, it's really... I mean, there are things about it that are, like, more focused on the movies. But, like, it's obviously very lovingly designed. Um, mm-hmm. Really thoughtfully designed. And the attention to detail is really impressive so it's quite fun to you know even if it's not a real bookstore you look in the bookstore window and they've got you know a stack of books and one of them is the monster book of monsters and it's like moving and the book of the stack of books is kind of tilting back and forth because Mm -hmm. of that like that's adorable yeah (laughs) um yeah so i i i think i left it really more impressed than I and like more happy about it than I expected you know I was excited but it was sort of this like lingering excitement from having really really loved Harry Potter with all my heart Mm -hmm. five years ago and then having it betray me (laughs) having JK Rowling betray me just too many times um and then just like I watched Fantastic Beasts and it was fine. I wasn't really into it. I have no desire to see the second one. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see Johnny Depp merch anywhere. I did unfortunately see some Johnny Depp oh, merch. Oh no! Um, he's, he's evil though. Okay. Well, that doesn't. Yeah, I guess they have the Death Eater shop. So. Um. So. But yeah, like I don't know. It it was it was a really enjoyable experience unto itself, even if I'm still you know have a little bit of a bittersweet relationship with the series. That's always really interesting to me, just like theme parks always kind of interest me, especially like immersive theme parks. I'm not sure if I've ever been to one, but... I'd never, um, never been to any theme park ever in my life before this. It's it's just like so much... Yeah, I guess it's just like fascinates me how like so much money can be put towards like this goal of like immersive entertainment and work, I guess. Like... Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've heard I've heard from a lot of people that this is um like like this is how a lot of like theme parks or like immersive theme parks work for properties like but it always boggles my mind how successful it is I think. Yeah. Um I mean it was yeah, it was much more more than I expected. Um yeah. Like and the I food think- better than I expected. I just want to like say that because I feel like they could have gotten away with like serving shit because like people are going to go anyway Renaissance fair turkey legs the food is pretty good the drinks pretty good they also had like a full service bar 
that had like clever little like wizarding names for different drinks. Okay. I didn't have any, but it was very cute. Like, I don't know. Like, it, right, they put yeah. the effort in on all levels, even where I think they could have got away with skimping. I guess, I guess that's what really shows it. Did you hear that they're doing like a Star Wars world? I think I did hear that. And that it's gonna be like um it's like gonna be like Westworld and that it's like full immersion. Oh and like and like so like only like, I don't know, a certain number of guests can be in the park at any one time. Mm. Um which seems like really complicated and like expensive, but like, you know, people will like eat that up. Like Also it's Disney and Disney apparently has us like shit down to a science. Yes, though apparently the theme parks are like falling apart. Um, really interesting I, I i've heard f- nothing but good things i mean i hear you have to pay to make it be like a impressive smooth process but i hear that like it's super streamlined no it's just i um i know a friend who's like uh her family works in a park and they're mm. just like um they just like treat their employees very poorly and i think um, oh yeah okay that of which is unsurprising but i think like there's there's a point it seemed like there's a point where um they're, like, about to start cashing checks that they can't, like, mm. pay out in terms of, like, firing people with experience, in terms of, like, chronic underpayment. And I think, like, what they're writing on, it's... I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if what they're writing on is, like, people working there genuinely loving Disney and, like, genuinely, like, loving entertaining and, like, being um, mm-hmm. these characters for the kids. Apparently, they, like... I don't know. I don't, I don't remember what it was. It was, like, hearsay. But it was, like, you... After working there for, like, five years, you would still get a better rate, like, just going to the Target. Like, working at, like, just, like, leaving and going to Target, and you'd get, like, a better per hour wage. Um, Well, honestly, apparently wages in Florida are horrible. I'm, ugh. Just terrible. Thanks, Jeb. That's what my mom was saying. Um, Anyway, this is not a podcast about Florida. I don't know if it was clear. This is a podcast about Harry Potter today. We never actually said it explicitly, so I'm glad we're saying it now at the... 35 minute mark yeah um Um, yeah it's about harry potter and i thought i would just give you the audio tour of uh yeah i mean it's it's gonna be harry potter world it's gonna be explicitly called out this is gonna be mostly harry potter world yeah but but i think what i but we i think we wanted to talk about harry potter and we will probably end up doing another episode because 20 minutes is not nearly long enough for us to fit in everything we want to say about harry potter but part of it was um, I was genuinely curious what Harry Potter world was like and specifically what Butterbeer was. Um, <laughs> and two, uh, I just, Harry Potter is one of those like rare franchises that inspire like really lifelong devotion. And like, as is clear from this podcast, we talk about Harry Potter in every episode. There is extremely rarely do we go an episode without talking about Harry Potter or referencing the fact that we haven't talked about Harry Potter and that it is, like, the one episode out of ten that we don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what what would be interesting would be to, like, go into that and go into, like, what makes Harry Potter so resilient and, like, and especially, like, it seems like the theme park's so uh, magical, I guess. Like, what what is the... Um, and a lot of that might be... And a lot of it's going to be, like, fairly obvious stuff, but, like... I don't know, like, there, there is something about the story that, like, ultimately c- appeals and continues to appeal to kids, like, every generation. Yeah, I, I think that's absolutely right. I mean, I just think, like, on one level, obviously, like, books being good is not, um, 
is not any kind of guarantee of their success. But I do just really want to emphasize the books are really good. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying J.K. Rowling did not make some mistakes, and I'm definitely not saying they're perfect. But they are genuinely very good books. They are very fun to read. The writing is really sharp, really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, you know, it really, like, you create these characters that it's hard not to care about in um in in really lasting ways i think of course um and so i think like sometimes because of the movies maybe that gets overshadowed a little bit because the movies are just okay um like if we're we're being honest the movies Uh are just okay um i enjoy them but i enjoy them as someone who's read the books and when i hadn't read the books for a while and i went back and did i was kind of surprised i was like this is better than i remember Mm -hmm. um and i loved the books as a kid um so i think part of like honestly so what i'm saying is i think part of it is quality like i think it's just quality um but as for the rest i don't know what are your thoughts i've talked so much no sorry sorry yeah i guess i should take over you've uh you've effectively just given a lecture on harry potter world so i should uh pick up the slack a little bit um no no, it's my throat starting to hurt (laughs) no which is fair um no, I think you're right in that uh, fundamentally they are well-written books. They have a really sharp sense of humor. They have a good eye towards characterization. Um, I think what, and I think like ultimately it's a very, like it's a very like primally charming story. It's like, um, like poor, like kid finds out that he's a wizard <laughs> and like has like this like lifelong friendship bond with, two other precocious outsiders and like they like fall in love and grow old together and there's something like just tremendously appealing about um sorry i love the way you phrase that it definitely sounded like they are like now a triad <laughs> well okay um, I, I know what you mean right yeah i should grow old together is an interesting it's it's it is technically well, correct and, yeah they do um but a little misleading the way i phrased it um yeah, I mean, what? I think I think it hits. Oh, sorry. Do you want to finish? No. Oh, I mean, I just want to say it's like it is. It is like this very encapsulates this like very nice like uh, for like the first few books capture the very nice like forever summer kind of attitude of like we'll always be friends, we'll always go on adventures, and we'll always like triumph over evil. And then the later books are um, get complicated, like just complicated enough that you. Um, you sort of feel like, I mean, like you're growing up with them. You're sort of like seeing the complexities of them in ways that might not be apparent to you until like years after you read them and you realize what they're paralleling, I guess. Like they're, it's a very smartly written series. And I think like it's very interesting to look at how the tone of the books evolves from the first like first three to like the next like next two to the next two. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And this is something I think about all the time when I'm thinking about Harry Potter, is the way that it really successfully, to my mind, goes mm-hmm. from being a really fun, charming children's story to being a occasionally quite dark young adult series. And mm-hmm. like maybe that doesn't seem like that wild of a difference for people, but the content of children's stories and the content of young adult stories are actually quite different. Um, and the... The um, the fact that she kind of makes that transition, not without any bumps. I always, I always, uh, I think she's kind of got the this is the, her villain problem, which is that mm-hmm. the 
villains in the early books um, are so terrible that her attempts to later humanize them don't really work uh-huh. because in the first books, like it's a very like fairy tale esque, like super mean teacher. Uh, you right. know, like Snape is like super whatever. Yeah, um, and like you learn that. differently about him, but like he's a dick. Um, the the aunt and uncle are horrible, mm-hmm. abusive, terrible people. Um, and then, you know, she 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 kind of tries to challenge that later or like complicate the picture. Mm-hmm. But it to me, it's like it's not so effective because she started in that more black and white place. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one of the down downsides i think but overall i think like the advantages of this kind of arc that the books make are exactly like you grow up with the books um like i I mean i i literally grew up with the books Mm -hmm. um i think i was a high school senior when or junior when the last one came out yeah um and i was a college senior when the last movie came out um and the so so you I, I got experience that growing, but I also think like you get to experience um, sort of vicariously growing up with the characters um, mm-hmm. when you read it because the complexity of the story evolves as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it feels like you're reading a book that is appropriate to the age of the character, of the characters themselves. Which is really interesting. Yeah. I think um, and that's really interesting because... Uh... Because I think a lot of series kind of they don't they don't do that. I mean, it's like straight up. Yeah. They just like uh, doesn't really matter how long the series is. I guess it's like they're written with a specific like frame in mind, and they sort of stay there. Um, right, and like that's totally a normal thing to do. Like, not you know, but it's like exactly whether it's a children's series, whether it's an adult series, whether it's a young adult series. Um, you know, there there's a tonal and complexity sort of consistency mm-hmm. across, which I think generally we're taught to value. Um, but that's one of the things that makes Harry Potter special, I think. Yeah, and though it's interesting because I think Harry Potter would have already been special, I think, just like on the back of the first three books. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is something that we appreciate going, going back to, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But it, like, I think by the time like the first three books by the time the third book was released i think that was like when i got on the harry potter train like i read the first book and i was like that was pretty good and then like by the time the third book came out i went back and read the second and third book and i was like holy shit this is awesome like harry go harry so so i really it's like it's like is it is it just like um the combination of the writing and the setting and like the um, kind of like twee Britishness of it, just like really. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's a good question. Like I think there there is something extremely charming about the setting, and mm-hmm. the world. Like as a kid who didn't really like fantasy growing up, I loved Harry Potter because it um, it introduces you to everything. It's not a super complex right world system. Although you have a once you start thinking too hard about it, but yes, you absolutely. don't do that as a kid. It's fine. Um, you kind of take it at face value and you're just like, okay, sure. Um, you get everything explained to you and, uh, 
but you also don't feel like it's overly simplistic. Like, I mean, even from early on, you get pretty major, you know, plot twists and Mm -hmm. sort of excitingly plotted mysteries. Um, So it's like a combination of this sort of like boarding school, schoolmates kind of story, which I think people tend to really like because... um, especially children because it's like their mm-hmm. lives um but even non-children and then it's a combination of that but then you also get the mystery and you get the fantasy um i guess it, it is really kind of like a world building feat i guess like one thing that makes harry potter so successful to me mm-hmm. um is how i guess how integrated it was with the regular world quote unquote um there's mm-hmm. a lot of like young kid finds magic um there's like the narnia narnia closet or whatever, but it felt, like, really uh, coterminous, I guess. It was just, like, it was very much, like, oh, there is a magical world, it's here, and, like, mm-hmm. it's pretty chill. Like, you know, minus, like, the killing parts, but, like, like it's whimsical. Like, you, you have this, like, very appealing to a kid of, like, yeah, like, it's, like, it's built, like, it's, like, handcrafted with, like, eye towards whimsy like move talking pictures and moving stairways and like walls that like it's very um it's like phantom tollbooth and phantom tollbooth wasn't was like a quarter as weird (laughs) um i mean i think part of it is also i feel like it explicitly invites you to imagine yourself coming into that world and maybe Mm -hmm. other books do that i mean i again i didn't read a lot of fantasy um even the sort of like what's muggle uh, like a regular person uh stumbles upon magic world type thing okay um but i think maybe the difference is a lot of times that's like regular person stumbles on magical world and maybe like ultimately they've got some kind of destiny and are actually special mm-hmm. um but i feel like with with harry potter it's like no you belong in this world and it can happen to you whether your parents are wizards or not like it doesn't mm-hmm. you know you could you yeah. know like after I read Narnia, I didn't, like, expect to open my closet and, like, be able to go into some... Nor did I want to, because I thought that world fucking sucked. But that's the side of the point. Um, <laughs> you know, like, I didn't have that expectation. But mm-hmm. there was something about the, like, format of, like, getting a letter to go to school. Like, that, mm-hmm. you know, I think all of us in our in our heart of hearts, like, kind of hoped we would get a letter by the time we were, you know, it's, it's supposed like the... to go off to Hogwarts. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, like the, I mean, it's a sense of belonging, I think. I think I think what you said was really, really to the point was like, Harry Potter is built upon the sense of belonging. And specifically, like, um, Harry Potter himself is like, I don't belong here. Like, this was a mistake. Um, and the books say, no, you're not. Like, you're, you're a wizard. You're fine. Like, this is... Like, this mm-hmm. is where you are. Like, this mm-hmm. is where you will be. And, like, here's the teachers that you like. And here are the friends that you like. And here's a place that you fit in. And I think and that's, like... And it's all like... learnable. Like, it's uh-huh. not... The learning curve isn't that steep, right? Mm-hmm. Because there are plenty of people just like Harry who are coming in not knowing anything about magic. Um, yeah. And not every one of them's a Hermione. <laughs> right. But, like, Hermione's also, like, a very, like... Yeah, like, you might, like... You might have like two dentists for like parents mm-hmm. and like And you if can you still work do magic. Hard, yeah. Right. You can still do magic and you you do your work and then like you'll fit in too and there'll be like some shitty kids, but like 
like you're there which mm-hmm. is i think yeah i think i think that's like you like this the whimsical world the magical world of harry potter plus like the the way the books invite you in and invite you to imagine yourself as like not an outsider not like in danger mm-hmm. um but just as like someone who who that's like, can slip in can slip mm-hmm. in through a door mm-hmm. and i don't know i don't know if this is true or not i'm just gonna say it and you can sort of contradict me if you think i feel like in a way it requires less of a fantasy of like extreme specialness um in that the fantasy of i'm a i'm secretly a witch is not the fantasy of I am the chosen one. <laughs> like, <laughs> Harry's the chosen one. Uh-huh. Harry's got all this shit on his shoulders. But the fantasy of the world, the fantasy is just, um, is just like, oh, I can be a part of this world. I can be introduced to it. I can learn it. And I don't know about you, but, like, I didn't want to have to save the world as a kid. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to be cool and magic and have people like me. Um, so I was less <laughs> into... This idea of being, you know, I am the chosen one. Um, I didn't have that. Maybe I did. I don't remember having that kind of fantasy specifically where, um, which I feel like in a lot of these like magic ones where like, you know, person outside the magic world stumbles in, it's because they are the chosen one or they are somehow destined to like lead this war. And like mm-hmm. J.K. Rowling kind of gets to have it both ways because that is who Harry is. That is what he is. But mm-hmm. we get a glimpse of all these other like, ways into the story um into the world that aren't that you don't have to be super special you're special but you're not like you're not like i have to save the world and die special right you're right yeah like you you can just sort of like you can be like hang out and be like hey did you hear like harry potter defeated voldemort again somehow like every year mm-hmm. um in the background um yeah i think and i think um yeah, I don't know. I th- I think it's really satisfying for that reason. I think that's a good point is that like you can be in the background and like you're not demanded to like you're not going to you're not a red shirt. Like mm-hmm. you can be in the background but you're not in mortal peril. You'll just like get good grades, make some nice friends, go mm-hmm. go back home, but you're you're a wizard and you could, you're a witch. Um Yeah, I feel like there's that's... a reason the the Harry Potter fan fiction world for a time at least, was so stuffed with, you know, self-inserts and mm-hmm. original characters very loosely modeled or very closely modeled on oneself. <laughs> right. Um, because, because, yeah, it was, that, it was like, oh, I can be there and I can hang out with Harry and I can hang out with Ron and I can date Draco Malfoy or whoever the fuck people wanted to date um, mm-hmm. and be cool and be special, um, but I'm not... I don't know. The vampire slayer. <laughs> right. But like Harry does like the intense shit and yeah. like I'm here to be like, you know, his Right, I can be like cheer- Harry's support or I can be whatever, but um more of a more of a Hermione yeah. character. I don't I guess I just I never fantasized about being a savior. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And I know there are people who probably do and have um, you know, who fantasize about being a martyr or the messiah or whatever being daenerys mm-hmm. targaryen um <laughs> but that that was not me you know harry po- and harry potter allowed you to see yourself as someone who's like more chill i guess i think 
Well, yeah, I think it's you get to be special. You get to be magic. Um, you get to be, um, you know, you can still sort of lord something over other people. Right. But, I mean, yeah, it's like a little more, not selfish of a fantasy, but just maybe less self-aggrandizing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Well, it's it's a lot. I think I think for some kids, it's a lot to ask to be like. I mean, I think just like the coziness of like, I mean, it's it's kind of like heartbreaking, but it's also just like of fitting in, of having mm-hmm. like a found family like that. That's like really powerful, and like to not have to also ask to like, like can you like take up a sword and cut off the dragon's head? It's like, no. Like, can <laughs> you pass a test? It's like. Yeah, I can pass a yeah, test. Probably. Like I can I can like be good to my friends and pass a test. Right. Like Yeah, um, like I can hang out at the Halloween feast and drink pumpkin juice and I can uh go have Christmas at the Weasleys, like Right, yeah. It's it's like I can yeah. Do they yeah. do they have pumpkin juice made from real pumpkins? They did have pumpkin juice. I did not try it. The bottles were extremely cute. They had little like pumpkins on top. Like oh, okay. uh, Fair porcelain enough. or not porcelain, like plastic. But, I like, bet it's like two percent pumpkin juice and like thirty percent grape juice and pear juice, like or whatever. Yeah, I mean, because if it was just pumpkin juice, it probably wouldn't taste very good. I say it's a pumpkin lover, but like, yeah, for sure, for sure, that's a guarantee. Um, There's a reason that we don't drink pumpkin juice. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah. It, so I think I think that yeah I think that's a big part of it. What you're saying, just sort of the coziness, the welcomingness. Um, without necessarily requiring you to step in and become, you know, king and queen of Narnia or what have you. Yeah. And I think, and I think, and I think like in some cases, like it kind of backfires. Like you, you do feel kind of crushed when you're like, oh, I guess Harry Potter, like, I guess I'm not like, if magic (laughs) is real, I'm not worthy of it. Like, right. Like there's, there is a point where you're like, okay, like I know it's fake, but like, what if it wasn't? Like, what if, what if it wasn't? It's not what fake. It... Just no one will tell me about it. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. that's like, you're like, okay. Like, you know, obviously, like, obviously it's a book, but, um, fine. Like before, do you have anything? I was going to say, like, I think one, th- I wonder if what contributes to Harry Potter, at least for like people like me and you, is the fact that mm-hmm. it's like world building is like. He was, like, endlessly pulling on the sweater strings of the world building. Like, endlessly complaining about the ways that the wizarding world makes zero sense. Is that... Wait, what What do you think the effect of that is? I missed the beginning of the question, I think. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think, I think ultimately it's, like, do you think that, like, that is a major part of its popularity? Or is it, like, or is it just, like, us dorks who are, like, uh, like, house elves are weird. Or, like... Gringotts? I think that's I think that's for people who engage in a very specific kind of fandom around something like right. Harry Potter. Fair enough. Who like to have these kinds of conversations, who like to I know you weren't ever a fan fiction person, which still shocks me every time because you <laughs> just seem like you would be because you're interested in this sort of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, the the fan fiction people, the people who um really like to kind of like linger and um like like need over things right Um, the ramifications and um and you know i'm sure like obviously there are other people who like to do that people have written books about this kind of shit and like 
Um, There's like the science of Star Trek or whatever, right? right. Like, so like people people are thinking about it outside of you know people like us. But I do think um, I think there's a very large population of people who are what I would say, what what I would weirdly call like devoted casual fans. I don't uh-huh. casual isn't what I mean, but like devoted kind of like there like a way of saying casual without the negative connotation. Yeah, or so like just like passive, but again, not in a negative way, like in a totally reasonable way. Um, um like just not in not not heavily involved. In, you right. know, so, like, their fandom takes the form of, you know, maybe going to this theme park and buying some stuff and, like, play acting at Harry Potter. But it probably doesn't take the form of getting on the message boards or the message boards. Like, it's the, the 90s. The ship wars. Um, Ginny, Harry Right, the ship versus... wars, the, the fan fiction wars. the um, And there are plenty of people who do do that. So, like, but it, I think I generally if I meet someone and they're like, oh, my God, I love Harry Potter. My first thought isn't, like, they like Harry Potter in the same way I like Harry Potter. Right. Your first um, thought isn't, like, so do living pa- – like, when you make a living painting, like, and you – can you destroy it or is it murder? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think some people would be interested in having that conversation and some people just want to enjoy it. And, like, yeah. I respect that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It would um, be murder, I think. It seems like that w- it would be murder. It's unclear to me how much of an essence of a person goes into the painting, but it does seem like a lot, or at least it can be a lot. Well, it's like when you, when it doesn't have to be, because I think portraits is interesting, but like for like the fat lady when she got like mauled by. Yeah. It was like, oh, she almost died, which is true because she seems to be a fully formed yeah, person. Yeah, that's true. God, that's Pretty rough. so weird. Weird stuff. No, absolutely. Ugh, it's like existentially horrifying. It is. And like it really calls into question of how that portrait of Dumbledore works. I know. I think about that a lot too. All I'm the time. Like, it's like, so, I don't know. It also just feels like a kind of easy like deus ex machina or whatever. Where it's yeah. like, we can still get Dumbledore's advice. Don't worry. <laughs> Dumbledore's dead. But is he? But is he? Um... Okay, so I, I do have one question, too. Yeah. So if you, hypothetically, let's say, okay, for your hypothetical kids, mm-hmm. do you have them read Harry Potter one year at a time, if you could, mm. or will you just, like, let them read all of them? Like, because, you know, you know they're going to hit book five and be like, this is bullshit. Like, maybe. I, don't, I know, maybe yeah. not. Yeah, no, like, no, no, I know what you're saying. Um, I think... It depends. Okay, these kids that I don't and will not have. Um, right. I think I would let them read them all, but I would, if they're young, like if they're young enough that I don't think they're going to like really get the later stuff, I might read to them or have us like listen to audiobooks, that sort of thing. Because uh-huh. I think that like gives you more opportunity to kind of like explain um, and explain and sort of like feel feel with it. I don't know. Like I, I like. I like the idea of talking to them about it as they go. Um, uh-huh. But I would hope that, like, maybe they would read, if they if they did do that, they would, like, reread a little later on in, in life mm-hmm. um, on their own. But, like, I, I feel like it would just be so cruel to be like, okay, you can't go on to the next one. Right. Well, obviously, they would they would find a yeah. way. But, like, in, in a perfect world where you're like, okay, I'm unsealing the Harry Potter vault. Yeah. I mean, like, do I think that's the perfect way to read them if you're a kid? Maybe. Like, maybe, like, start at, say, 11 and go till you're 18. 
But like I, I don't even think I appreciated the fifth book properly until I was, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. at least in my early twenties. Yeah, um, it's true. You know, now that's probably my favorite book, but you know, I wasn't thinking really hard about PTSD when I was uh, fifteen or whenever it came mm-hmm. out, right? Like, yeah. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do you have an answer to this question? My answer is, I mean, I, I think I think it's really fall. I think reading it to them is a really smart idea because I didn't consider that. I was just going to be like, yeah, I mean, there's there's no way. And it's just without like kind of like the Harry Potter fever, like across the nation mm-hmm. that like kind of like kind of like got you like saw you through the tough times. Like it feel really arbitrary and mean, which is like in and of itself a very valuable lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I don't know, there's other things that can be arbitrary and yeah. mean about and I mean, than Harry Potter. I assume Potter. they'll have their own series that they have to wait for and angst yeah, about. Yeah, that's true. You know? Can't wait for a Hungerlands world. Like, that's going to be pretty scary. Hunger, oh, the Hunger Games. Hunger Game worlds. Uh, Universal, <laughs> Universal uh, Hunger See, I was going to joke about my, like, children and grandchildren still waiting for a dream of spring <laughs> oh yeah well i mean it's it's really become like a a real like like george R. R. martin never dies but he just like he just like disappears off the map and like it's like elvis everyone's like he's still out there and one day he's gonna one day come he'll back return and he'll have the winds of winter and spring. <laughs> the winds of winter he won't even get another book out before he like <laughs> Just like fakes his own death. Yeah, Which is, maybe. I, um, uh, we need to do one. Okay, wait. We can talk about. We can do show programming stuff after we wrap up. Um, okay. Uh, so, did you want to talk about? I'll I'll start. Um, what I've done the last <laughs> week. Obviously, I was on vacation, and I also just finished reading Middlemarch by George Eliot. Like eight hundred and forty pages. What? I didn't think I would finish it. It's for class. <laughs> Nice. So I'm Dorothea good. and Calcifon, the original OTP. <laughs> oh my god. Have you read it? I have read it. Oh wow. Uh, for for IHUM. I cannot guarantee that I remember most of it because it was for IHUM. I mean I you remember two very important characters. I remember the two main characters. Calcifon isn't the main character. Yeah, but he's married and he's I mean does, he marries like... her and then like that's not a spoiler, guys. That happens really early on. Well, she marries Calcifon. He does die and that is a spoiler. That is a spoiler. I guess I should have said it was a spoiler before I said it, but and the re- only reason I remembered that was because a friend. I, I've told you the story before, but like it's gonna be extra funny now. It's like a friend skipped the part where Kalzabon dies, so she thinks that Dorothea just like left Kalzabon like on a bench in the garden, <laughs> and like she spoke up in class, being like. Hey, it's kind of messed up that Dorothea just like abandoned Kalzabon on a bench in a garden and then he just dies there. Like, that's fucked up. <laughs> and the teacher was like, It's true. Um. They don't, because it doesn't explicitly say he died, like he's dead. So it does seem like she just goes up to him and like talks at him and he doesn't answer and she's like, Fine, fuck you. And like walks away. <laughs> <laughs> like, I definitely read it and I was like, Did he just die? But then the next page, it did say, like, at his funeral. You're like, oh, okay. Right, yeah. <laughs> that is funny, though. Yeah. But yeah. Congr- that's a huge book. Like, it that is, is like, it a pretty, Like, it was pretty good. I'm, like, not gonna... I think there was some stuff about politics 
throughout that I couldn't really follow and didn't know enough about and found kind of boring. Um, but the characters were all interesting. I really liked Dorothea, and um, I really liked the romance between Fred and Mary. I don't know if you remember them, but... Vaguely, was is is he the doctor that gets like run out of town because no, like no, I did the, the his romance is sad and tragic. Well, okay. not tragic; it's just sort of pathetic. Um, okay. No, Fred is sort of like the careless guy who he's supposed to become a, a like vicar or something, but uh-huh. like he's supposed to go into the church, um, but he just but... doesn't want to, and he's really bad at it, and he like gets really into debt and all this stuff. And he's just sort of like he's very well meaning, but like a doofus keeps fucking up and he's in yeah. love with his this like girl he's known since he was a little kid mary um who is like if you become if you go into the church i will never marry you because you will be so ridiculous you will make the whole profession seem ridiculous <laughs> and she's like you need to shape up or i will not marry you damn and so okay. like the rest of the book is him being like i need to shape up but i don't know what to do i have no skills <laughs> So they're they're kind of adorable. That's cute. Um. Anyway, so yeah, I finished Middle March. That's kind of my big uh, woo. Nice work. Yeah. Um. I have been, I think, mostly just sick. Um. That's legit. I've been sick. I helped um throw away all of my childhood possessions uh, because my parents are moving out of my house over one weekend during which I was sick and I got even sicker afterwards. So. Not a great. It's not a smart move. I think I'm finally. Oh damn! I need to knock on wood again. I think I'm finally over it. Did you Marie um, Kondo stuff? No, I didn't. Be, well, kind of. Okay, yeah, I did. I did. I did pick up stuff, and I was like, "Does this bring me joy?" No. Uh, I feel like that's the way like, to do all your childhood shit. Like, it is, and it's also like, I don't know. It just feels kind of cruel, but I guess that's the point. Is like you do throw out a lot of stuff. You mm-hmm. like don't want to keep around anymore um like i threw out all of my old awards and like medals and my dad was like you're gonna throw all of them out i'm like yeah it's like even like your like class awards and stuff i'm like yeah i'm gonna throw them out so he goes in and he like saves one um but which well, is kind of brings cute, him joy it brings him joy it doesn't bring me joy um and i like took picture i threw out my old yearbook after taking pictures of all the inscriptions because i was like this does kind of bring me joy, but not like two pounds. Yeah. It's it's like a, it's yeah. a high school yearbook. It's stupid. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening to this slightly longer than usual episode. Um, I hope you enjoyed hearing about Harry Potter World. <laughs> um, I, Molly, if it's if it's okay, I will probably ins- in, um, put a description of like. Where to skip to? Yes, that's <laughs> if you fine. want to just like get to the Harry Potter parts. Um, yeah. So thanks for listening. Um, definitely feel free to like let us know your thoughts on Harry Potter, or if you've been to Harry Potter World, like what did you think? Um, what did I leave out? What did I not see that I should have? Um, yeah. And yeah, I think that's about it. So follow us on Twitter. I'm at the Molly Jean. That's the M O L L Y J E A N N E. I am uh, Alonculus A L O N K U L O U S. And yeah, this has been Story Guts. Yeah. Oh, also, yeah. Programming note is that we're probably going to shift to Wednesday because oh, usually yeah. we record on the weekend. Uh, this is probably going to go up later than Wednesday because it is Tuesday, 
and I don't have time tonight to finish editing it, so it's going to come out later. Um, but we're going to try to continue being bi-weekly. I know we've been not great about that, but we're going to try to continue being bi-weekly only on Wednesdays at 9 instead of Monday at 9. So Yeah, just for, for a host of scheduling reasons. Um, yeah. starting Having a podcast with someone three time zones away should not be this difficult, but it is. We're all busy people. We're just well, so it's busy. It's just you work full time and I'm lazy and don't like to do stuff at night. So no it makes it hard. No put down. Okay, I'm tired. I like to, don't like to do stuff Fair, Fair enough. Um, okay. Okay. So. Our, yeah. Thank you. And thanks again for listening. Uh, and stay hungry. Wow.